Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The sport is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Yeah, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat, episode 89. And now that we're into February, we are officially, this is, well, maybe in a couple of weeks officially, into our third year. Um, we started in February two years ago. So very excited to be going strong. Uh, we do have a lot of exciting stuff going on, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I want to give you all our handles. Like always, you can find me on Twitter at awhite7877. I'm joined as always by my fuss budgety co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. You can find them on Twitter at halfshackcap and at dcnatjack, which you should already have done by now, truly. Um, you can also find OPT, our digital media coordinator, at One Pursuit Takes. You can find our blog contributor, Monty, at On the Pod Sunday. And you can find the show at Half Street High Heat. How's it going, fellas? Uh, I feel like I'm, you know, you know that one commercial, I can't remember what it's for, but um, the guy's like trying to wash his car. And he has everything in his arms, and he drops it in a like really egregious manner. Yes, that's what I feel like I'm doing right now because I'm currently recording in a garage, so I'm holding my laptop, holding my microphone, <laughs> while everything's plugged in. My headphones are plugged in, and I came to find out that the light is on an automatic timer and it's motion sensor, so I have to like walk around. That's kind of how I feel right now. Excellent. Sounds like a really uh perfect setup for you for recording it should be an interesting one yeah exactly and my uh, sound quality is still better than amanda's yeah it's amazing must be <laughs> a really nice garage yeah exactly <laughs> 
So what's up? Well, how was your week? Anything new and exciting going on? Uh, I'm in Florida for some family stuff, so I missed all the, the crummy weather up there, which is nice. I guess, unless you're a snow lover. Are you a oh. snow lover? I like snow, but, you know, I will take 80-degree weather. Oh, uh, is it over 80 it. degrees? I'm so It was jealous. 80 yesterday. It was a cool 62 today, but. Oh, 62 sounds glorious, too. <laughs> I'm so sick of cold weather. I really, really hate winter. I could never live anywhere north of here because even Virginia winters are too cold for me, especially because I'm very ready for my garden, very ready for spring. The most exciting thing that happened this week for me was I ordered myself a new light stand seed starting setup, which arrived today. I haven't even put it together yet. So I'm super excited because it's going to give me like a, so much space to start way more seeds than I need. And I'm, uh, I'm already dreaming about my garden, but there's snow all over the ground, so I can't plant anything yet. But I'm old and boring, so that's the most exciting thing happening to me right now. <laughs> You know, I love snow. Like, I love snow so much, and nothing makes me more mad than when it snows on the weekend because then I have to find an excuse to get out of work. And, like, I tried, but I can only, like, get myself to come in late today because it decided, you know, the roads are going to be okay. But um, I did a pretty sweet snow adventure, and then I logged on to Twitter and saw Nick created World War Three along with Nat's post. So Nick is officially in the mud. So congratulations to him. <laughs> As someone who's been in the mud for a very long time, um, I just want to give a warm round of applause to Nick for joining our exclusive club. Yeah, that was quite something. I, got, I caught up with it a little bit late and was like, what in the hell is going on here? Yeah, uh, not really much to say. You know, very uncharacteristic of me. Uh, you know, Ryan and I started Shack together, but he was he was made for this, and I, I quickly was not, or quickly found out I was not. But you know, I, I just woke up one day and chose violence. Uh, yes. Literally, that you know, it's an expression, but that's how it happened. I rolled over, logged onto Twitter, saw something I didn't like. Someone was trying to call me out when there was nothing to call me out about, and I didn't like it. So I stood up for myself, and then next thing I know, it's four hours later, and I am gassed. You know, I thought I was out of shape, like in general, but clearly I'm out of shape, you know, with my mental trolling phys or uh, Twitter game as well. So, you know, Twitter trolling is not your superpower. As no, not, it is not Ryan's at all. superpower. Right. Not at all. But, you know, I, I did my time, you know, every <laughs> every great strategy needs pawns. And now I was a pawn. So there were a couple of times during that where I almost jumped in and I was like, nah. I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a couple times in it, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> It'd be really nice if someone else chimed in right now. <laughs> I know. I thought about it. I was like, nope, I am not getting to this. I I tend to keep things very, uh, very pleasant on Twitter. I don't get into any arguments with anyone pretty much. So I was like, yeah, I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> You're the one who chose violence. You could deal with it yourself. You know. <sighs> anyway, it was very work. entertaining. <laughs> It was very, it definitely got Nat's Twitter a little lively. It's, a, it's for the brand, baby. It's, oh. no, it's, you know, no short of a coincidence that it happened to be the same time that we're launching all this stuff. So, you know, you're welcome, Half Street High Heat. 
Yeah. Speaking of the stuff, if you guys haven't already seen it since we've been tweeting like hell about it for a week, uh, we did launch our official podcast shop this week, which is super exciting. Um, you guys can check it out. Um, the link for it, it's uh, T, what is it called again? T. It's T Public. So rather T-public. than like Republic, it's T Public, T E E Public.com. And you can find the link for it um, in, at the High Street High Heat Twitter account. It's in there. Um, or you can just search for it on their website. But lots of awesome designs and more coming. We're taking suggestions. So if you guys have anything you want to see, let us know. All right. Anything else we need to share about our week, Ryan? Other than what was your snow adventure? You mentioned a snow adventure but didn't share with us what it was. Yeah. So I just want to say um, that while Nick is getting new to the mud, until you've had people threaten you several times to kick your ass. Uh, not <laughs> I remember in the mud. that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then offer to buy you a beer, and that's like <laughs> people are trying to choose literal violence. Apparently, yeah. No, the, he just wanted a friend. Yeah, he 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 was missing his son. You know, cats in the cradles playing on repeat in that guy's house. No, um, when you coming home, Dad? I don't know. It was a good week. Finn pulled like an all nighter again. Um, and I don't really know why, but the greatest thing in the world is when he pulls these all-nighters, the next day he sleeps fantastically, and he's been asleep in his tower since 7 p.m. So I'm hoping that doesn't mean he wakes up at 2 p.m. I'm hoping he sleeps like 4 or 5, but uh, we'll see how that goes. You're getting up at 2 a.m. It's going to happen. But it'll make for a good story on the next episode. So Exactly. If I can remember, we'll look, all these days we'll are made up. I know. When you don't get any sleep. You know, your memory is the first thing to go. All right, let's move on and do our weekend review because holy moly, is there a lot going on around baseball? Sorry, um, sorry, I was dropping the war zone. Yes, so there is a ton <laughs> going on in the league as the calendar has turned to February, but there's still several key things that remain unanswered the biggest of which will there be a universal dh next season most teams have not announced um their official start date for spring training which is also interesting and that's because that major league baseball and the owners want to delay the start of the season mlb sent a proposal to the union to delay spring training by a month do a 154 game season universal dh 14 team playoff pay players 100 percent the union quickly declined this, and they just released a statement saying why they declined it. The good news is, though, even though they're denying it, baseball is still going to start on time. The bad news is, though, players have said that they do not trust the owners, and they think that Rob Manfred has too much power. So what does this mean? Enjoy baseball now, because the, the uh, conversations for the CBA are going to be ugly. Uh, Masson's Mel Antonin sadly passed away this week at the age of 64. Mel had been covering baseball for Masson and USA Today and has been involved in baseball his entire life. Dustin Bedroya officially announced his retirement today. Fernando Tatis Jr., to the surprise of no one, is the cover athlete of MLB 21, the show. Um, Braves add Chipper Jones to the coaching staff in part-time role, and Kim Giffrey Jr. was hired by Major League Baseball to be the commissioner's senior advisor. His one job is to help heal MLB's biggest self-inflicted wound, the fact that the game is getting older and wider every single year. He's going to try to help appeal to the new, younger generation. There is 
keeping up with the Mets this week. If you weren't living under a rock, Reddit users took GameStop to the absolute, excuse me, GameStop stock to the absolute moon and screwed over hedge funds, causing them billions. Now, how does this involve the Mets, you ask? Great question. Well, Mets owner Steve Cohen allegedly paid Robin Hood $2 billion. Um, this is a stock trading app, and they also stopped accepting trades on many of the new stocks. A lot of people believe Steve Cohen was the founding voice behind that. Steve Cohen then bragged about this on Twitter, screwing over the working man. Cohen also has a 15% stake in a hedge fund that lost $18 billion this week. So the Mets are poor. There's nothing you can tell me about that. The Mets are poor, and that's why they had to trade Mats to the Blue Jays. But after Dave Portnoy Barstool took Cohen on, Cohen responded and then promptly deleted his Twitter account after he and his family received threats. Cohen is denying any involvement with the bailing out of Robin Hood and anything with the mistreatment of stocks. Most stories of humorous are in keeping up with the Mets. This one, on the other hand, is not. It highlights a darker issue within Major League Baseball. Former Mets manager Mickey Calloway um, and current pitching coach of the Angels aggressively pursued five women in sports media. He sent them in inappropriate photographs, asking one of them to send nude photos in return. He sent them several unsolicited messages and commented on their appearance in a manner that made them uncomfortable. In one instance, he thrusted his crotch near the face of a reporter as she interviewed him. He also told reporters if they get drunk with him, he'd share them information about the Mets. Five women who spoke with The Athletic said this manner spanned five years three teams, and two of them said they're worn by others within the industry. Fellow media members and baseball said that this was the worst kept secret in sports. The Mets knew of an incident in 2018. They, however, did nothing about it. They did, quote, an investigation, which they refused to comment on, and Callaway continued to manage the rest of the season. To player news, Tanaka signed back to pitch in Japan. White Sox signed Carlos Radon to a one-year deal. Yadier Molina is expected to sign back with the Cardinals. Agents believe that Trevor Bauer is holding out for the Dodgers for four years. The Dodgers currently have an offer for two years. The biggest move of the offseason so far, which we will talk about here shortly, is that the Rockies traded away superstar Nolan Arenado to the St. Louis Cardinals. Arenado getting traded ends the six-year, $282 million run that the Rockies spent on 12 free agents that combined them a negative 3.8 war. This Week in Review is brought to you in part by your local neighborhood chilies. Stop on by or order pickup and get yourself the new February $5 margarita of the month, the Grand Romance Rita. This is made with Grand Mariner, Lunzanel Tequila, Blanco, Monin, and this Rita comes with a very own limited stir stick, and it's guaranteed to be love at first sight. This has been your Week in Review. Yes, Grand Marnier. I, I had I like misspelled one of the other words also and put a, another um, comma in there. So I was like having a stroke while trying to read my own notes. <laughs> <laughs> so lots to digest in the week in review, but I want to first get to this Mickey Calloway story, which just broke in the couple of hours before we're recording here tonight. And uh, God, this shit just, sorry, it's a bad word. It's after 10 though. It's allowed. Um, it just infuriates me. It's so, it's so common and it, in some ways it infuriates me and in other ways I love hearing it all come out because we all know what's happening and the more it comes out and the more people become aware of it, the better, but God, the fact that these teams, what has to happen for this to stop is for these teams to 
talk to the women who are around these guys before they hire them. And these guys just need to be blackballed forever. If you're one of these creeps who treats women that way, you just need to be blackballed out of baseball. Like these guys should never, ever work so that the ones who are tempted to behave that way know that one time, if you do it, you're going to get caught and you're never going to work in baseball again. And we are so far from there. And I hope that every time one of these stories breaks as as painful and horrifying as it is to have this all become public for these poor women who had to endure it. I'm sure it's, and it's weird that it's like, they're the ones who feel embarrassed, even though they shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why would you be embarrassed that somebody treated you that way? Do you know what I mean? They're the ones yeah. who should be embarrassed, but it is embarrassing for the victims to have this all splashed in public, which is a whole nother discussion about why victims of this sort of thing should feel like they're the ones who don't want it to be made public do you know what i mean but that's like i said a whole nother conversation but it's, it, in some ways this is is disheartening to see the more often this comes forward and the less tolerance of it there is and i hope that eventually this will become it, it will become a thing that's so rare that it's not you know that that people don't feel it's so common now that women don't feel comfortable talking about it because it's just part of the culture. And I hope it becomes rare enough that the minute something like this happens, it gets reported and these guys are out on their asses. Yeah. Major League Baseball has a serious issue on their hand because this is the second story in two weeks that's broken like this. And, you know, there's more. Um, and also the problem is the Mets knew an incident happened in 2018. Mm -hmm. That's did, the worst part of the story. They did nothing. They said this was the worst kept secret in sports. Numerous teams interviewed him and wanted to hire him. The thing is, we know this is happening. And we know this goes far deeper than just the Mets. We know it goes far deeper than the teams he was with beforehand. There needs to be institutional changes. They need to do a complete thorough check down. But the thing is, they won't. Because they know if they do, a crap ton of people in the league are going to be fired. And they need and that's what to, needs to happen. Exactly. They, they need care to, more about the press. Yeah. And they need to 100%. make it so that these men who behave this way need to be too damn afraid to behave this way. They need to know that if you behave this way, you are done in baseball. And right now, what what this story and so many other stories like it make clear is that baseball knows this stuff is going on. The teams know the ownership knows everybody knows and nobody actually gives a shit. Nobody really cares. All they care about is the bad press. Like the fact that there are women who are being made to endure this, the fact that a lot of women are either probably leaving the industry because this is so awful for them or never coming into the industry at all because everybody knows what it's going to be like. Like that needs to matter more than these these guys being fired. And right now it just clearly doesn't mean more to them because if they think they can get away with hiring one of these assholes, they will. Yeah, I mean, and I like you said, you know, the owners or GM, whoever it is hiring these guys needs to talk to women, which, you know, isn't wrong. They absolutely do. But bottom line, they have to care. They right. they have to care about this. And right now, a large majority of the people in charge don't. Like Ryan just said, you know, the Mets were made aware of a situation in 2018 regarding Mickey Calloway. And you can argue, yeah, maybe he was on his way out or whatever. I don't exactly remember when Mickey Calloway got fired. But, you know, you have to address these things and, you know, at least do your own investigation. I know that's 
you know, um, performative, like we've used that, that word a lot. And a lot of these internal investigations are performative, but you, you can't do what the Mets did and just brush it off. Right. And even if he was on his way out, let's say they said, hey, hey, we don't want this guy in our building because of this incident. We want to get him out of here. You should have use publicly, yeah, use you should that. have publicly, <laughs> you should have used him as an example and said, this will not be tolerated so that you're, right. what needs to happen is performative is a perfect word. I don't want lip service about how terrible this is. You can, it's the same crap they do in baseball though, about, you know, cheaters, about PEDs, about all this stuff, about domestic violence. They don't really care about any of it. If you're a good enough player, all they care about is who's the best person to be the, the manager or the GM or who's the best player. They don't really care about any of the rest of it. And their actions speak far louder than their words. And you know, I'm actually really, you know, we've interviewed Britt Giroli, but she's been all over these stories lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get her on again to talk about some of these sometime in the near future. But she's been all over this exposing what is going on in baseball. What, you know, and this has been going on literally forever. And it's not just baseball. It's other sports, other leagues. And it's it's work in general for a lot of women, especially in male-dominated industries. But I, I am like I said, simultaneously enraged by yet another story like this and also heartened because every time one of these stories comes out, I hope that some other women who either have been victims of this kind of behavior or who are currently being victims of this kind of behavior maybe can find the strength or inspiration to expose these people and that maybe some of these executives find the backbone to do something about it. So if anything good can come out of it, I, I hope it does. And the thing is, MLB launched a Women Belong in Sports initiative last year. They want to do this whole initiative to get more women working in Major League Baseball. Um, they realized that it is a male-dominated game, and they wanted to change that for the dugouts, for coaching staff, for scouts, for executives and everything. How can you like have your own initiative like this when you keep letting this happen? When you're not really doing anything, you're not vetting these people, and these keep routinely happening right or worse you know that it's happening and you hire these people anyway like i want to look at some of these executives and be like what if that was your daughter or granddaughter would you be okay with that would you be okay with this guy working in a place where he's treating your daughter or granddaughter like that of course you wouldn't but you don't care if it doesn't affect you personally and that that's what needs to change like obviously these guys need to be drummed out of baseball but what needs to change is at the top and it needs it, it's the owners and the executive and the league, the executives and the league itself that needs to care about these issues before anything actually changes. And right now we clearly aren't there. And, you know, this is the last thing I'll say about it, because, you know, I, I hope everyone listening is on the same page as us. I, I certainly, you know, don't wish we have any of those followers um, that well, a story like this will come out and then. So I'll just say what I'm alluding to. So KFC from Barstool, you know, have your opinion on Barstool. That that that's fine. But he tweeted some ignorance earlier once the story broke, saying you know how this story came out uh, at the right time because Trevor Bauer wants to go to um, the Angels, but he doesn't like Mickey Calloway, so he wanted Mickey Calloway fired. So they planted this story. Da 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 da. Just the most ignorant thing you could ever post whatsoever i like i understand there are those cases where you know someone makes up a story that does happen i'm not blind to that but come on but five different women over three different teams in five years a little common sense and you know 
I understand instant until proven guilty, blah, 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 blah. But come on, use a little common sense to know that this is a large issue and not just baseball, but, you know, in America and the world. (laughs) So use a little common sense there, please. And even if let's, for the sake of argument, even say that that theory were true, like who, it it doesn't matter. That's not the, that's not what's important about this story. So like maybe have a little respect for the people who were victimized by Mickey Calloway. And instead of immediately talking about how does this affect baseball? Like how about taking a minute to think let's the fact that everybody's thinking about how does this affect the baseball side of things is why Mickey Calloway still had a job after everybody knew about this stuff. Like how about a little bit of respect for the fact that this issue is way more important than what happens with Trevor Bauer's next contract. Yep. Anyway, so I'll get off my soapbox now, but this stuff pisses me off. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about another big story that we uh, Ryan touched on in the weekend review, which is holy crap with the Arenado trade. That was <clears throat> insane. Um, apparently, the Rockies have <laughs> have paid the Cardinals fifty million dollars to take Arenado off their hands. This was. This has been rumored for like five freaking years and every single time it was the Cardinals because John Paul Morosi, who's an absolute bot, I don't think he's a real person. He's a bot, <laughs> tweets it out every time that, oh, the Rockies are looking to trade them. They're having conversations. Everyone's like, shut up. No, it's not. And this time it happened. It finally freaking happened. Um, it was a doozy of a trade. There was a lot of freaking hoops that they had to go through to get this thing to happen. Um, they even had to pay, they paid the Cardinals, but that's because of the fact that he has an opt out next year. So that was the part of reason for that. But this is, this is like a, this is a landscaping changing deal. Yeah. Um, the NL central was wide open, but now the Cardinals are the heavy favorite in NL central. Um, their lineup was, has been pretty good the last couple of years. Um, if Goldschmidt bounce, bounces back and plays consistently, that is a ferocious top of lineup. Um, they're going to bring back Molina, and they want to bring back Wong as well, and their core is there. Um, this is a team that's made the lineup – I'm sorry, made the playoffs two years in a row, and they just added a top five player in the game. Like, this is a big seems freaking like a, move. Seems like a Braves beating <laughs> yeah. lineup, maybe. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I mean, they were a Braves beating lineup without Nolan Arenado. But, yeah, so for those of you who aren't familiar with – I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard it happened, but um, just a little bit of details on it. First of all, at 941, we're recording here at 1015, so just a little while ago, um, the Rockies tweeted out it's done, so it's officially official. Um, it's been kind of through, in the works through the weekend. It needed MLB and MLB Players Association approval, which apparently they've now gotten. Um, so $50 million in cash going to the Cardinals and due deferrals in Arenado's contract. So his original contract with the Rockies had six years and $199 million remaining. Um, The new deal, he had to waive his no trade clause. So he's done that. And the new deal, he's going to have an opt out next year and an additional opt out after 2022 and has retained his full no trade clause. And he's going to get an extra year and an extra $15 million. So that leaves seven years, $214 million as his new deal with the Cardinals, plus two opt-outs next year and the year after. So pretty good, pretty good contract for Arenado. The, the, the two opt-outs remaining is pretty crazy to me that they would that the Cardinals would take all this on with those opt-outs still there. But so it was it was in his contract. If he waived the first sorry, if he waived his no trade clause, 
and Green not to opt out, he like got an extra one. It was really interesting wording in the contract, which made it a little more complicated. Um, but damn, I feel bad for Rockies fans. I really this do. is a brutal one for Rockies fans, especially I always think when these big trades happen or players that are beloved when they leave. And I know it's sort of cliche, but man, I think about the kids that have grown up like worshiping the ground he walks on. Like that's hard when you have to explain to little kids for the first time about a player being traded. That's that's hard, especially because that's I feel like how kids form that relationship with baseball is they fall in love with stars on their teams, you know, and it's it's a tough one to take. When when Harper went to the Phillies, that was super hard on a lot of the kids in the D.C. area. So, yeah, tough one for Rockies fans for sure. Yep. I mean, it was nice because they were they were like kind of on the cusp and then they tried to follow the formula the Royals did with, you know, the strong big three in the back of the bullpen. They spent, you know, a hundred million dollars on their bullpen with Wade Davis, Jake McGee and uh, can't remember the last guy. Um, but, you know, kind of an unorthodox way to allocate funds and try to go all in. But, you know, they tried. So, you know, it didn't work. But you're like, OK, hey, you know, they still have Arenado for eight more years they have story they have blackman you know at the time they had lemayhew so it was like well you know they have a good core uh but then you know they kind of just gave up just like the rest of baseball because there's literally no incentive to compete you know they saw they looked up at the dodgers for the past 10 years and now they're seeing the potters go all in they're like hey What's the point? And that's just the absolute worst thing about baseball right now. And you kind of see it with the NBA, too. You know, it just becomes so top-heavy, and there's no real incentive to try anymore. So it's like, what's the point? You know, it's shared revenue. So, you know, the owners are just going to cash in every every year without really having to put a, you know, a team on the field. Not a real competitive one. Although I actually have to say I respect this move from the Rockies. I know it's hard on the fans. But, you know, what's the point if you finish – third or you finish fifth and you miss the playoffs like what's the what's the difference no i you get that well. but yeah. you had it's not like he was only had one year left on his deal he had seven more years or six more years you have trevor story you have he was going to opt out though yeah no he was. i understand but like why not try to build around him rather than just punting because you messed up after one year I think he was going to opt out next year anyway, and they knew it. And at this point, why not try to why not try to start your rebuild now? You know, you're not going to after whatever, you know, the rest of the division. I just don't think they're going to rebuild. Maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see what they do now that he's gone. But they're out of his contract, which was a huge, you know, portion of their payroll. And they weren't going to be competitive this year anyway. He was likely going to opt out next year. So if they take this opportunity to retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, and try to you know get competitive again then i respect it it's it's hard on the fans but i think i don't know i I will give them credit if they use that money to extend story but if they do nothing with it then screw the rockies they're just like every other team that doesn't try in my mind fair enough fair enough okay let's move on and talk about pedroia retired that was official today um you guys read anything about that? What are your thoughts? Do you Pedroia fans? Yeah, Pedroia. I, sorry, go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, I, you know, I remember the Machado slide being the reason he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I forgot how long ago that was. That was in 2017. That was a while ago. Gosh, it seems more recent than that in my mind. 
but yeah. I, that that is literally my comment. I mean, it, it sucked uh, because obviously he literally people forget he won an MVP. You know, dude yeah. was uh, on track to be a Hall of Fame second baseman, and you know, for the Red Sox, you know, that, that's no small feat. He's won two or three World World Series, I think. I can't three. remember. He, yeah, three. Yeah. So MVP. I mean, that's literally a Hall of Fame. There's people that are less accomplished than that in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. Petey was on his way to that, and then you know, you can always play the what if game with with injuries, but. You have to believe he would have he missed out on some crucial years in his career due to that injury, the the dirty slide yeah. by Machado. So it sucks, but you know, he, I I really admired his statement on it, saying, you know, uh, I have no regrets because all the doctors said I couldn't make it back, and and I made it back. So you know, it wasn't for you know as long as he would have liked, I'm sure, but he made it back, and I, I admire that. Yeah, I the agree with that. Was- so Pedroia was the first player in MLB history to win Rookie of the Year, Gold Glove, League MVP, and the World Series title before turning 26. He is a great player, um, and I feel like Pedroia is literally like the perfect textbook player for what Boston sports is, like especially like what Boston is. Like him and Element, like I feel like both of them are just like the gritty, blue, passionate, yeah, passionate people, and that just screams. Mm-hmm boston embodies it and i feel like not enough people are going to pre appreciate the type of player he was which sucks but fantastic player um and honestly a hell of a career yes so just for those of you who aren't because he's you know a guy who played in the al and maybe didn't pay as much attention uh four-time all-star four-time gold glove winner all 14 seasons in boston three world series rings uh let's see what else um, finished his career with 1,512 games played, a 299 batting average, 1,805 hits, 140 home runs, 138 stolen bases, 725 RBIs, and 922 runs. A hell of a career indeed. Also, I just love seeing an organization do right by, you know, one of their their key guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the, the PD situation is a little bit different because he was – still a great, you know, producer for, for their team. And then obviously got hurt. It was similar to like the David Wright situation, but even still, you know, the, the team, it's a business. They could have moved on, you know, they still have to pay a salary and whatnot. So they could have moved on, but they didn't. So I, I always like when a, a team does right by, by their guys. Yeah. Speaking of that, the, the Rockies have put out the most fantastic thread thanking nolan arenado for his time there which really like to see an organization was it just like a a thank you nolan like no it was like a long it was an actual video it was like a long thread of tweets about all the things he did even the most heartfelt and eloquent twitter thread will fall woefully short of capturing nolan arenado's true excellence and lasting impact but we're still going to try and they go through a long thread of all the awesome things he did it'd be nice if uh you know all teams did that when key players uh, who put in years and years of service to help, you know, their, build their team and lift it up off the ground. It'd be nice if that franchise properly acknowledged that player rather than, you know, just kind of brushing them off. Yeah. It would be nice if all teams did that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep. 
All right. Um, all right. Before we move on to our Nats Bet segment, Nick, would you like to give our listeners a message from our sponsor, please? Absolutely. Guys, you know what I'm going to say, except you don't, because this month we are talking the cologne from Manscaped. I know I mentioned it a little bit last week just because I jumped the gun. I was very excited about it, but it's February. Yeah, it's here already. We're recording on February 1st, so the time you're listening to it, February 2nd, Valentine's Day, less than two weeks away. My guys, my dudes, I understand, you know, quarantine hit. Stop taking care of yourself because you're not going anywhere. You can chill out in your boxers all day. I get it. I was there, you know, but we're trying to get you right. First, it was the lawnmower. You know, you got to clean that crap up, man. Got to clean it up. Now we want you to smell nice, too. We're talking the cologne, you know, a little spritz. You get that nice, clean, fresh scent, and then you can have the Valentine's Day you always dreamed of with your significant other use promo code hshh20 take 20 percent off and free shipping on manscaped you will not regret it even if you didn't like the lawnmower for whatever reason if you're not really you know attracted to anything else they have on their site you know whatever to each his own but everyone likes to smell nice i don't know why anyone would not like to smell nice but everyone can smell nice now Manscapes cologne, amazing, and it's on sale. Everyone loves a sale. HSHH20 today. You heard the man. Do it. All right, let's move on and talk about Nat's bat. So our segment today has a few things um, the Nats have been up to this week. First is Alex Avila was signed as the backup catcher. Certainly hope that's not the end of that. But hey, great it job, Brian. Is. Yep, as I say, toot my horn. Toot my horn right now. Um, I toot, called this. Toot. I called it. This the move. <laughs> Amanda tooted um, <laughs> twice. Two times. The move screen Nats. Um, it's a one-year, one-point-five million-dollar deal. His job is to play defense. That's that's literally all it is for. Um, he has experience catching Max Corbin and um, John Lester. So that definitely influenced their reason to bring him in. He has familiar familiarity with the pitching staff, which is huge, and pitchers like pitching to him. That's his only value. $1.5 million, that's fine. Nothing to get excited about. Probably won't play many games, but that's his value. Yeah, and for $1.5 million, you can't hate it that much. This is the uh, portion of the podcast where we uh... – insert the sad music because not only did our JT real Muta dreams get officially crushed last week, our Wilson Contreras dreams are now crushed this week. Um, and so it's a sad day, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, my Chris Bryant tough. dreams are alive and well. Uh, are they though? You know, 18 no, million. they're not really. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's tough, you know, but they could defer some of that money. They love nothing more than deferring money. And it's not that far off. What do they have left now? Like 15 million to stay 16. under the luxury? 16? So you're not that far off. All you got to do is get them to defer a little bit of money. But, you know, they always tell us to dream. You know, when we're growing up, they, they tell us to dream big. Dream big. Reach and, for and, the and stars. I and I do. And I try. And I try so hard. And, I, I you know, it just leads to, a li- so it leads to a bigger letdown than... You know, I can only do this so much. I only have so much hope and love and care to give. And, uh, 
you know, this is, this is tough because now we made all these moves. And after each one, I said, you know, I like this move, but it only makes sense if we get the big one. And now all the big ones are gone, and I'm the last kid on the playground who didn't get picked. <laughs> Just kidding. That never happened. That was amazing. Um, but, <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it's a typical Nats move. Depth piece officially closes the door on, you know, Contreras and any other legitimate catching options. But I, Well, that know. leads me to the next question, though, which is the National Sporting Man's now at 39. Who is that final piece? And is Rizzo still going to go out and get a bat? which I think everyone, including every analyst who talks about the Nats, agrees they still need. So, go ahead, Ryan. I would like to see them get someone like Jonathan Scope. Um, He's going to be cheap. You can get him on a one-year deal, and he will get you 20 to 23 home runs. I don't think they get that big big bat who can hit behind Soto in the top of the order. Um, I also think they kind of just go depth, which I'm a little afraid of, but i like to see Scope. Go ahead, Nick. So, you know, Ryan alluded to me being in the mud earlier. Well, the, the topic of conversation was centered around this, you know, the, the right-handed power bet the Nets have been sorely missing since Rendon left. Um, and, you know, we were talking about Nolan Arenado, who is now off the market, <clears throat> and, you know, how the Nets sorely need that. The worst argument, and it's the one I'm seeing the most, so it just really, you know, grinds my gears, is, oh, well, if Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber each hit over 30 home runs and 100 RBIs and, and Carter Keeboom hits 20 home runs and Victor Robles hits 20 home runs, oh, really, if our whole lineup does well, then we do good. Is that what you're saying? Like, obviously, if everyone does well, you know, we're going to be fine. But look you know, everyone loves to say, look at the back of the baseball card. If you look at the back of the baseball card for everyone on our team, except Soto and Turner, you're in trouble. You are in big trouble. So what, you know, what the Nats have needed and what we all three said on this podcast at the start of the offseason, the number one priority had to be a big power impactful right-handed bat and you know we filled all these other needs and that's great like i'm not trying to like poo-poo on rizzo like too much but this was the number one need and it's the only one left to address or the one that we have and it's kind of why i think maybe they're still going to address it although i I have to say i like almost all the moves that rizzo's made it's just like this one glaring me too, but it only makes sense if you got the big one, and they haven't got yeah. the big one. But I mean, the big yeah, and you kind of wonder at this point who that who that could be. But they have left themselves some room under the luxury cap. But I don't think they're going to want to go right to the top of it because they're gonna, they're not going to want to go over the luxury tax threshold. And you wanna and leave want to leave some room for right. incentives and rookie count or uh, right exactly. And, and if you call people up or yeah. whatever, yeah. but yeah, I like the idea of scope. I. I think that's probably the kind of direction they're going to go in because they're not going to want to go pay right now for another big bat. But God, I really would love to see them get Bryant. I feel like if you could get Bryant here, you I know, think whatever Suarez you had. Suarez or uh, Ramirez are more likely, but I don't think any of them are going to happen. No, I don't think any of them are going to happen either. But I do really hope, even Rizzo said that their biggest priority was to get somebody to hit behind Soto. And they really, and I, unless they consider Bell to be the answer to that and they've already addressed it then, you know, maybe at that point we're not going to see anything else between now and the beginning of the season. But I just feel like 
that's the one thing they haven't addressed and it's the one thing they said was their priority so it's it's a little curious and i really hope that they still go out and make it happen because i actually think if they do that this is a really damn good team if they go out and get a really good right-handed bat to hit behind soto yeah i i i think they need the right-handed bat to be truly contenders as of right now i don't think they are because they're going to be missing that piece but if they add a right-handed bat that conversation completely changes agreed they, they're Agreed. they've firmly entrenched themselves into the position where all season long we get to sit and look at this team and they're like oh they're only four and a half back oh they're six and a half back but if they you know take two out of three gotta go out this weekend yeah that's what they're it's going to be like all season until it's the final weekend and we're like you know six and a half seven games back and you're like all right it's probably not this year like that that's oh it drives me insane <laughs> But everything they've done also signals that they get that the window's closing. Do you know we oh, talked yeah, about this absolutely. a lot? But I, I am but, I am encouraged by that. That it seems but that like makes it they more recognize that it. they didn't get the right-handed bat. But that's why I think maybe they still will because I really think all of the moves they have made indicate that Rizzo gets that and gets that you may maybe only have this year and maybe next year to try to contend. Maybe not even next year. Like maybe this is the final time you're going to try with this group of people to contend and if he gets that then you have to think he's still out there shopping no i get it and like obviously you know you never know what the deadline might bring and someone who wasn't previously available might become available like i get that but you're missing out on like quality or like crucial parts of the season if you're just waiting until the deadline until something becomes available like i get you know 1931 was a great story it is not a game plan it is yeah, not, it is not it is the not way we should, try to, we should be trying to do it. <laughs> it is not a strategy you want to, you know, follow. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was great. It was lightning in a bottle, but you have to accept it for what it, what it was. You know, it was we got hot at the right time and people stayed healthy. That's very rare in sports. You cannot count on that. You need depth. You need quality. You need insurance. You need all of that. And right yeah. now we have some of it, but not, not the big piece we need. And frankly, I have not great confidence that our starting pitching, which is going to be terrific if they're healthy, I don't have great confidence that they're going to remain healthy. But that's a whole different conversation again. But um, yeah, and uh, also still haven't heard a word about Strasburg. Nothing about Strasburg's injury, still not uh, the total crickets. So I remain concerned officially about Steven Strasburg. That's because they're all in bed at this this hour because they're all so old. Yes. Well, it is very late. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to a story that sucks. Um, The allegations that Ryan Zimmerman was involved with some sort of PED um, stuff resurfaced this week. Yeah. So in case you guys didn't see it, I tweeted out. um, There's been new court filings for Ryan Zimmerman and Ryan Howard in the Al Jazeera um, allegations. Both of them have now been implicated, which is kind of a big deal. Um, there's a newly unsealed court documents. This has been going on for a while, but this is straight from the report. In a memorandum dated January 28th, attorneys for the media company asserted they are in possession of sealed evidence that includes an invoice showing that in autumn 2014, Howard paid for needles in a banned substance called human chronic gonototrophin. The memorandum also referred to email exchanges between Zimmerman and Charlie Sly. 
the dealer who unwittingly revealed that Zimmerman used performance-enhancing substances banned by MLB. So now that Zim has been implicated, he's been requested to appear to a D.C. district court judge. Um, that's kind of a big deal. So before, when these stories break out, all athletes are going to just completely just, it's not true. They're going to fight it and say it's not true, and they're just trying to smear him. He's been implicated. Um, so he's more than likely going to have to appeal in the district court. The good news is that'll be on TV. So you guys will be able to watch that. Um, if I'm Ryan Zimmerman, all I do is just show my slash line and be like, how these Pete, how, how do I use PEDs? Look at my numbers. Or just do what Peyton Manning did and just have it addressed to your wife so no one ever questions it. Yeah, so I was literally just about to say that. Peyton Manning was implicated by the same people and got out of it by throwing his wife under the bus. Or his wife taking the bullet, however you want to look at it. (laughs) So, isn't 2014 the year that he switched from third to first? Or right around that time? When did that happen? You're asking a lot of questions right now. Hold on, let me me peep it up. So, I I also want to say that this isn't saying it's a fact or anything, but all it's saying right now is that Ryan Zimmerman has to prove prove his innocence. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm looking at the stats. It looks like 2014. Let's see. He played it was, third it base was when, and first base. Um, yep, that's when yeah, he switched. It was when to. Adam LaRoche left or whatever his name was. Yeah, so, and again, I desperately want this to not be true. I love Ryan Zimmerman. I think he's, you he just, you can't overstate how important he is to the franchise. And I, I want this to not be true. And obviously we don't have any information about whether it's true or not, but it certainly is a big story. So I guess we'll find out because there's going to, you know, this is a court case that is going to move forward and, you know, it will be public record once it does so we'll keep you guys posted we'll keep you know bringing you the information as we get it but right now that is what we know so that story sucks yep yep okay um let's see oh soto got named to be the tops 2021 series one cover athlete on their box and packs that's super cool that happened this week i don't know much about the trading game or like i know a lot of people do it and it's pretty big i saw it on twitter it was pretty cool because this is so much better than being on the cover of mlb the show or anything ronald acuna has ever done so you tell me which one's better um okay i don't see in the mud all the time (laughs) yeah yeah i got i got nothing on it because i don't don't understand the card the card game i've talked to people about it I don't get it. I think the the biggest thing is just that, you know, Soto, like so many, or unlike so, sorry, unlike so many other people in baseball, he is marketable. And this is kind of the start to something everyone could kind of see coming. Uh, I, you know, Tatis just got announced as the, uh, or the cover just came out for MLB The Show. I, I think Juan Soto's not very far behind uh tatis in that regard as one of the faces of baseball and a cover athlete and like i said this is kind of the start to that yeah i agree i think it's a big deal in what it signifies not necessarily the thing itself because you know trading cards are a big thing for the people who are into them but i think there are a lot more people who aren't into them than people who are but uh, what it it does show is that baseball's recognizing who soto is and who he's going to be so in that sense it's pretty freaking cool uh, let's see. Ryan, what did you just add to the show, Doc? Rizzo, oh, Rizzo says we could see top pitching prospects this season. That's pretty exciting, although it maybe means that, you know, he's preparing for 
injuries to our mature pitching staff. Yeah, uh, my bold prediction, which I will reiterate, you know, yet again, when we get to our bold predictions episode closer to opening day, whenever that may be, um, Jackson Rutledge is going to pitch over 100 innings for this team this year. Over Um, 100. That is a hot take right there. So I think, you know, this is this is the start to to that prediction coming true. I like it. Uh, I like it. Okay, one more thing in our NatSpat segment here is Bo Porter, as we talked about last week, among the many people who were laid off from Masson. Um, he's already got a new gig. He was hired by Major League Baseball as a coaching development coordinator. So that is great news for him. Glad to see him landing on his feet quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you get fired. And you're like, oh, man, that sucks. And then Major League Baseball calls you a week later. Like, hey, man, want a job? Like, like, isn't that better than doing pregame for Mathis? Yeah, not even a job. Uh, it's literally, like, a huge, massive promotion. <laughs> so He literally uh, fell upwards in yeah. every yes. sense of the way. So, <laughs> congrats to Bo. That's fantastic news for him. Yeah, I mean, we've had him on the show. like Former guest, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he literally ran the free agent, uh, you know, training camp of sorts when, you know, we had that weird offseason and mm-hmm. no one was signing until, like, February. You know, he was the guy that you know ran that i mean he was the former manager of the astros like it's not just he wasn't always the masson guy like dude has a legit you know resume resume that he can back up what he's saying with so good for bo um glad to see him you know fall upwards land on his feet yeah Um, then i'll maybe i'll reach out to him if we can get him back on the show very well deserving too yeah Good news for him. Hopefully, Colco finds a new position very quickly because he's a big part of the Nats family. He's been around the team for a long time. So I mean, the Nats could just pay to bring him back, but they're cheap. Yeah, or they could hire him in some other way. So hopefully, we see Colco somewhere around the team as things get started this season. All right, moving on. Um, it is February, as we've mentioned several times, which is Black History Month. So we wanted to point out to you guys um, to look for this on MLB Network. They're doing a really cool thing this month where they are featuring a different black athlete each week. Um, this week, in light of his recent uh, passing, they are going to be talking about Hank Aaron. So their coverage will be dedicated to him this week. There's a ton of cool stuff, interviews with people who played with him, who discuss what it was like you know, being in his you know, playing with him or playing against him and um, really, really cool stuff. So make sure you check that out. Um, the third, second, third, and fourth weeks of the month are going to feature Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, and Joe Morgan. So we will talk about that as we get closer. But make sure you guys check that coverage out. Didn't And uh, sorry, sorry, am I misremembering? Sorry, 2020 has been such a long year, and now 2021 is blending into it. Didn't Joe Morgan just pass recently too? I believe so. Let me check his. I just really didn't want to say, didn't Joe Morgan pass? And he's like alive and doing well. That would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah, October 11th. Okay. He passed away. Right. So RIP Joe Morgan too. So yeah, yeah great man. lineup, great baseball 2020 players. sucks, man. Yeah. F you. Yeah. Tough. Tough year in so many ways. All right. So make sure you guys check that out. And now we have something really exciting to do all week as we've been tweeting about. We opened our shop, which I mentioned earlier in the show, and um, we are doing a giveaway for someone who gets to pick any item they like from our shop um, as a gift from us. So Nick, take us away. Yes. Oh, man. I love giveaways. Um, And finally, you know, we've been talking about merch for a long time, but finally we were able to launch that this past weekend with a, you know, nice little 35% off sale opening weekend. So for those of you that bought something, 
uh, just everything should have started shipping, you know, today or yesterday and, you know, give it, give it time because of COVID, but hopefully everyone likes what they ordered and definitely tweet us pictures and let us know how, how everything turns out. I know all three of us got a bunch of gear and we're very excited. So hope you guys continue to check that out and we'll continue to have uh, per- uh, sales periodically um, moving forward, but we wanted to spread the love and do a giveaway where the winner can pick anything anything from our store because we are just that appreciative of you guys so i have my handy dandy list on random.org with everyone that participated thank you guys for your interest um ryan give me a number between one and ten. Seven. Seven. so i am going to randomize this list seven times just to be fair Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. It's got to be a good one. Hit us. Oh, man, people are going to think it's rigged, but the winner <laughs> of the giveaway is Nat's Post. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I swear I will. I, I can even screenshot this if, if you would like. You better. You're going to get ripped apart on Twitter oh, for that. Man. You better screenshot it. Nat's Post. Congratulations to him. <laughs> oh man um, but guys yeah we'll, we'll, at lovely lady c is going to be really upset that you just <laughs> said a number one heater you're going to get in big trouble uh she didn't even enter the giveaway so i don't feel that bad oh um, okay fair enough so congratulations to nat's post and we will do more giveaways as we approach the season we have a lot of great things planned for you guys so um, thank you for everyone for your, your interest and your support and be sure to keep up with us and tomorrow tuesday the day you are listening to this we have a ton a ton of announcements so at the time the show is posted be sure to check out our twitter because we have a lot of big news you're going to want to pay attention to I promise you, this is big news. You're going to want to check it out. So please do. It should be around midday on Tuesday. All right. Turn on notifications. Absolutely. Get the tweets. You should have had them on already, but, you know, we won't. Exactly. We'll, we'll just let that go. Let's not, let's not berate our listeners. Yep. <laughs> well, if you haven't yet. done it yet, just make I am, sure you I am it. in the mud, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. Goes. Berating Any- people is one of your favorite things to do. Yeah, anything goes. <laughs> all right anything else before we get out of here guys um the the owners just released a statement Uh-oh. like oh. dragging like the players through the mud how they're like trying to keep everyone safe and they couldn't believe they rejected their terrible deal but mlb just told teams to report on time to spring training so it looks like the season's gonna start on time all right so make sure you guys go check out that statement sure. i'm sure it's a doozy it always is it always is. I don't understand how Major League Baseball is such a train wreck when every other league can just play their seasons like normal. Like, why can't you just play your season like normal? Yeah. NHL Everybody and NBA did trying. a whole offseason like two weeks. Um, yeah, Major League yeah. Baseball sucks. I'm out. <laughs> just like that. Mic drop. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we really appreciate you. Um, be sure to check us out on Twitter at awhite7877 for me, at DC Natchak for Ryan, at Half Shack Cap. For Nick at 
one pursuit takes for OPT at on the pod someday for Monty and the show at at half street high heat. Have a good night. Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls all at the commentator who has the causes past the wall to see you later. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. We're gonna win today. Let's go. By the early light of dawn, well you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats, we've got a game to play We're gonna win today, let's go to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.